Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi, and a very warm welcome to this, the 100th edition of Essential NLP. Uh, welcome, I'm your host, Phil Parker. It's quite something we've actually reached the centenary of these podcast series. Thank you so much for listening, sending in questions and suggestions for podcasts. Keep on sending those in to us. So today I thought I'd talk about something I think you'll find really fascinating, particularly if you ever need to give someone feedback. And for most of us, that's everybody, uh, whether it's to your kids, to your partner, uh, to your patients, to your customers, to your clients, to your students. Feedback is one of those things that happens all the time. And I must thank two people for this. First of all, this comes from the work of Michael Grinder. Um, check him out. And I was also talked through this by a, a lovely chap called Andy Coley, who is an NLP trainer. If you listen to the previous episodes, you'll see some key elements showing up in this particular process. Uh, but it's a really nice condensation of those ideas. So normally when uh, we communicate with people, particularly bad news, then we have what's called two-point communication. So let's imagine I'm a doctor uh, and I'm giving some difficult news to a patient. Then there's me, the doctor, saying to the patient, Mr. Jones, I'm really sorry to tell you, but we've got the results back and, you know, it's not good news. As I say that, then naturally I become connected with that communication. And so the way Mr. Jones feels about me changes because I have become the messenger of this information. And I've kind of become associated with it. Again, imagine you're in a, a business situation where you say, look, I've watched your work and it's not good enough. As soon as you give that information as the boss, then you become a difficult person because you've got this difficult information. This is two-point communication. As we talked about many times, when people have an experience of being made wrong or getting bad information, they don't like it. It's quite natural. But instead of uh, having a problem with the information, they start to have a problem with you because you've become so associated with that communication. So three-point communication. What is three-point communication? Well, we've still got me, the doctor, and Mr. Jones, the patient, or we've still got the boss and the employee. But this time, what we do, if I'm the doctor, is I have uh, case notes or maybe a screen with the information on, uh, or on an iPad. Or if I don't have that piece of paper at hand, there's another way to do this. But what I do is I show this piece of paper to Mr. Jones. So I put it between him and me, maybe slightly to the left, and we both look at it. And I point to this piece of paper that I'm holding in my hand. So he's no longer looking at me in my face. Instead, we together are looking at the piece of paper. And by doing this, it changes our perception. So instead of me delivering the bad news and me being associated with that difficulty, instead we're looking at the paper together going, what this seems to say, pointing at the paper, and we gesture towards the paper, is there are some issues. So that's the first bit, it's the communication about the problem. But now the problem is not me, it's not connected to me, it's over there where my hand is. So we can both look at it in a slight distanced way. And then I say, so let's have a look at what we can do, looking at Mr. Jones, to resolve that looking at the piece of paper. What we can do, 
together, Mr. Jones, to resolve that. And what I'm doing there is very clearly distinguishing and separating the problem over there with me and Mr. Jones working out how do we resolve this together. So what we're doing here is spatially dif difference, distancing and differentiating the problem from me, the deliverer of the problem, and also differentiating the problem from the solution that we are going to look at finding together. So separating those two things out. So let's look at the example of work. If you say uh, to, to a colleague, you know, your work's not good enough. As I said, that's a two-point communication. And there will be an association with you having said that uh, that makes them have a difficult relationship with them. If you need to pass that information on, again, we use the three-point communication. We have a piece of paper um, or uh, some kind of written or, uh, or digital feedback, and we point to it. And we say, listen, Jim, um, this has come back. And we're pointing over here at this piece of information. This has come back. Um, let's have a look at this together and work out what we can do about that. Okay, about this information. So what we're doing again is separating the information from me so I don't become associated with it. We're distancing it so we can both look at it together. And sure, the information may not be what um, Jim wants to hear, but we can have a sense of we will work through it together and I have not become associated with that piece of information. So feedback can, can show up in, in many shapes and forms. And sometimes the feedback is not written. Sometimes it's not uh, computerized. Sometimes it's just thoughts you have. In this case, what you do is you gesture to an imaginary piece of paper. So you point to your hand. I'm going to tap my hand here. And you kind of go, you know, this over here, we've got this. And there isn't anything there. You're just gesturing towards your hand. But what that does is it takes their attention from you and looks at this slightly more remote, slightly more distant, slightly more abstract issue. And then you look at, okay, so what are we going to do to fix this? Notice the we, very important, this idea of us working together and looking over there at the thing. So we're separating the thing, the problem, from the solution, and we're separating the thing from the deliverer. So we can continue to have a good relationship while we, or as good as we possibly can, whilst we work out how do we deal with that thing over there. So that's the difference between two-point and three-point communication. As you think about it, you can probably think, okay, that could be really valuable in so many ways where you have to say something, but you don't want to be tainted with that message forever. Like, oh, that's that person who gave me that bad feedback. You really want to distance that, separate that. Otherwise, the relationship would be slightly jaundiced as a result of it. So have a think about where it might be really valuable to have three-point communication. A great way to avoid conflict, a great way to help to create solutions. Um, and let me know what you find, how it works for you. Uh, but if you're working with patients, you're working with customers, working with clients, working with colleagues, you'll find this will radically change how easy it is to deliver things that used to be quite unpalatable. See you on the next podcast. If you like these podcast series, then I think you'd really love finding out more about how we can work together best things you can do get hold of the other podcasts on itunes or get some of my extraordinary books which as i say if you like these podcasts they're very very similar life-changing fascinating ways of looking at the world and the ultimate thing you could do hey come and train with me i'd love to meet you in person let us know drop us an email phil at philparker.org or go to the website philparker.org sign up for the newsletters 
There you'll get instant access to some of my latest audio downloads. And those downloads contain the latest research, techniques and tools to change your life and improve your health. So just register to get those right now. And I look forward to hanging out with you in person in the very near future. You take care now. Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life.